My message is titled, No More Stargazing, We're Going. Acts chapter 1, Jesus rose from the grave. He has now spent a few weeks with his disciples, but here in Scripture, we get this incredible turning point for his disciples something that's about to happen that represents a gift for you and I that is made very clear to us in Scripture in Acts 1. The Bible says in verse 6, and if you have it, say amen. amen. So when they had come together, when the disciples had come together, they asked them, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? It was an earthly mindset when they asked that question. They wanted Jesus to fix the things that were going on at that time. The struggle that they were facing with Roman rule and the persecution of the Jews and the poor and the marginalized, the broken. And the disciples were also leaning towards this hope that maybe they would be raised up as great leaders, given status or position, given some type of plan that seemed to infiltrate the Roman rule. It was an earthly way of thinking when they asked that question. There was a lot that was going on in their personal lives that they wanted fixed. There was a lot that was going on for them financially, I'm sure, with their families, within their demographic, their community, their home. They just wanted to see things get right. Anybody here ever want to just see things fixed in your life? You just want to see God fix it? God get it straight? God do a miracle? God Take hold of my marriage, God. Get a hold of my children, God. Change my job situation, God. I'm, I really want a better education, God. If you don't get a hold of my husband, I'm telling you, I'm gonna get a hold of him in a in a in the wrong way. Fix it, Jesus. The disciple says, "Will you will you now restore the kingdom to Israel? Will you, will you give us a, a rightful position now here?" And Jesus says to them in verse 7, it's not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. Meaning this, it's none of your business how my heavenly Father works things out. I know you've got your own timetable set in regards to how you want to see life work out for you. I know there are things that are going on in your life that you want to see fixed. I know that you want to see things restored and in the right way and see I know you want to establish yourself. I know you want to advance your career and your successes. I I know you want to see things put in order. I know you want to finally see just things done right in government or things done right on your job or things done right in the community or the school system or, or whatever it be, but 
It's all in the hands of the Father in heaven. It's all on his timetable. He's got it under control. He is the beginning and the end. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the Alpha and Omega. He is the all-knowing God. He's the omniscient God. He is the omnipotent God. He is all-powerful. God's got it all under control. And I need you to look at somebody and tell them real quick, God's got it all under control. So Jesus has to make it very clear to them. It's not for you to establish the time when everything starts to work together, nor the season. It's all up to the Father to fix what he plans on fixing. He has the authority to do it. But, in verse 8, if you're with me, say amen. amen. But you, you that are here at Times Square Church tonight, you that are watching online, you in the balcony, you on the main floor, but you will receive power. We sang about it tonight, but now we need to go to the Word so that you would understand that although you're waiting for God to fix some things in your personal life, in the meantime, you shall receive power. And this is power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Now this is amazing. While you and I still wrestle with the game plan an idea, a timetable for when we want to see things fixed in our personal life. God wants to give us this blessed assurance that you're going to receive power. And it's going to be power from the Holy Spirit that's going to come upon you. This is power that's coming straight down from the throne of grace. We're looking horizontally, trying to figure out what's my next move. How can this be fixed? Where should I go? Who can help me out? Who's going to give me a handout? Who's going to help me get to the next level? And meanwhile, God is saying, I've got power that's going to drop down and fill your heart. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. And if Jesus says to the end of the earth, then that includes New York City. That includes Manhattan. That includes Brooklyn, the Bronx, Queens, Long Island, Staten Island. Please forgive me if I forgot one. New Jersey. I'll go ahead and add you in there. We love you too. Connecticut. Okay, God wants to do something in Connecticut too. Pennsylvania. And to the ends of the earth, God is saying, I want to give you my Holy Spirit. It's going to come upon you. Listen, do not worry about trying to fix things because God is going to fix it. In the meantime, I want you to be a witness of the same power that I've given you, and I need you to tell other people about this power. <laughs> and then when he says these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven, verse 10, you with me, say amen. amen. While they were gazing into heaven, as he went, 
Behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Hey, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. It's an amazing picture. Take a minute and just picture it with me. The disciples have gathered around, 11 of them, and they're looking at Jesus. Will you fix things? Will you restore the kingdom? Would you put things in order for me? I'm a little bit stressed right now. There's a lot going on in my life. I'm just, I can't sleep. Fix it, Jesus. And Jesus goes, you don't need to worry about that. You don't need to worry about the time when it's going to be fixed, the season, the year, the date, or the day. God's going to do it in his authority. But you shall receive the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And you're going to bear witness of who I am as Lord and Savior. I'm going to use you, your voice, to tell others that there's hope, even when it doesn't look like things are working out. That even while you're still questioning whether things are going to come together, you're going to bear witness of the power that I've given you to stand even when there's storms in your life. To walk in victory even when you don't see the end. To walk believing, trusting in faith that God is going to make a way for, for you no matter what the circumstances and trials that you're facing. And after he says that, he goes, you're going to go. You're going to go to Judea and Sumeria. You're going to go all over New York City. You're going to go all over the world. You're going to tell people about me. And as soon as he's done speaking, he begins to ascend. Can you picture that? Jesus finishes talking. His 11 disciples are standing in front of him. And the Bible tells us that all of a sudden, his feet just come off the ground. And they're standing there as Jesus just starts to rise. It just continues to rise. I don't know what I would have done with myself in that moment. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Wow. He's just rising up and the Bible says that he just, he just disappears in the clouds. And when scripture talks about how they were gazing into heaven, they were, it was not, not the heaven that we will one day be in eternity. It was what scripture considers the first heaven, which is simply the clouds and the stars and, and, and the sky and, and maybe the moon. Maybe they saw the moon. But at that moment, Jesus just disappears in the clouds. And the Bible says that they were just, just gazing into heaven. Stargazing. Sometimes the presence of God and the power of God can be so overwhelming that we actually don't know what to do with it. Sometimes it can be very entertaining. Sometimes we can come to church because it's just an awe, wow, oh, ooh moment. You know, people go to church just for that. 
They come to church just because aesthetically it's absolutely amazing. They come to church because it was like a roller coaster ride, man. I mean, I mean, they just the worship team was up here and they were kind of like sharing their stories and, and they were going back and forth and singing solos and telling their, their, their journey. And, and we don't realize that God's not called us to simply stargaze. God has called us to take hold of his power and go. No more stargazing tonight. Stargazing represents a casual approach to a great power that's been given to us to move forward. And this is why two angels needed to show up at this moment because the disciples didn't know where to go from here. And, and, and most likely they would have been there for hours not moving. I know I would have been stuck too. I think we all would have been standing there for a really long time. We live in New York City, right? You know how sometimes you can see something so outrageous on the street? And what do we do when we see something completely outrageous? We stop. We got to be at work in 15 minutes and we still like, whoa, did you see? Did you see that? Strangers are walking by us and we're like, whoa, hold on, man, did you see that? What? Dad, look, watch. Wow, I wonder what's going to happen next. It's like the only time New Yorkers slow down, you know, it's like when just something just completely just different just happens on the block and we're just all like, whoa, wow, yeah. And then New Yorkers are great for having like long conversations about it right there on the corner. Like I'm telling you, I think like if, if like, you know what I'm saying? Like really like, I think the best way, and like we're not even really saying anything. We're just like, you know, it's just like, you know, like, wow, yeah, yeah, for real, man. Only in New York, right? Yeah, for real, only in New York, man. I mean, yeah, this is, this is what it is, you know, yeah. It's wild out here, man. It's like, somebody comes along, what? Oh, just watch. I can't even explain it. You know what I mean? It's just happening. Just watch. And the disciples are just watching. I can imagine John, he was a softy. You know, he personally felt like Jesus loved him the most. I'm sure it was in their conversation when they were arguing about who was the greatest. But I can imagine him breaking down and crying the first. I miss him, man. I can't believe what just happened. I really miss him. Oh, my goodness. I can imagine Peter looking at John like, yo, shut your face, bro. All right? Toughen up, all right? This is really wild, but um, maybe he'll come back right now. And I imagine them just kind of just not sure what to do. And it's good to be in awe of the presence of God. But let's not forget that he's given us the Holy Spirit. The very power that raised him up over the clouds is the very same power that, that Jesus said, I'm giving to you that you might go and be a witness. I'm trying to explain and share with somebody here that this is not about simply just going to church. It's not just simply a religious experience. We get to be partakers of the power of Jesus Christ. And, and, and this is, we, we, 
Now more than ever, we can't stargaze. We have to be believers in Jesus Christ, walking in faith and going forward. And so two angels come and say, what are you, what are you guys looking at? They're still in such awe of what happened with Jesus that they don't even realize that two angels are standing beside them. They're just, he's gone, man. And the two angels make something very clear. Men of Galilee, why, brothers and sisters, do you stand looking into heaven? You see, this is not the time to be stagnant. This is not the time to draw back. This is not the time to approach Christianity casually. This is not the time to do church the way we just do church. This is the time that you and I would take hold of the power of the Holy Spirit and come alive when we walk out these doors. It is critical now that we would not be in here tonight experiencing the awe and the presence of God, contain it right here, walk out these doors, and not be changed by the power of the Holy Spirit. The angel said this, this Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Meaning this, Jesus is coming back. He's coming back to take us home. I mean, if you want to talk about a wild moment, I cannot wait till that moment. The blink of an eye moment when you and I are going to be taken up to be with Jesus forever and ever. But for now, in the meantime, let's go. Let's go in the grace of Jesus Christ. Let's go forward in his power. Let's go forward knowing that his mercy is new every morning. Let's go knowing that our God heals. Let's go knowing that you have the power of the Holy Spirit. And if you don't know that yet, I'm going to pray that you would receive the power of the Holy Spirit tonight. Because that's what God wants to do when you give your life to Jesus Christ. He wants to give you his spirit, the Holy Spirit. It's a full package. I told you earlier, no one should walk out of here halfway full. Everyone should walk out of here completely full, knowing that they are saved, set free, sanctified by the blood of Jesus Christ, filled with the Holy Spirit, made new, healed, set free, and delivered by the power of Jesus who went to the cross. I'm telling you, if you can walk out of here knowing that, you will walk out of here a different person. You will walk out of here with supernatural power, the same power that raised Jesus from the grave on the third day, and the same power that caused him to just rise up off the ground into the clouds, that is the kind of power that's been given to you and I. The Holy Spirit. We say this quite often here at this church. You can't do this life without the power of the Holy Spirit. You can't. Impossible. Because without the Holy Spirit, we'll always go back to the same question. Hey God, can you fix things now? I'd rather live my life filled with the Holy Spirit, knowing that he is the answer and he will lead 
comfort and guide and strengthen me in, in my worst hour. I'd rather know in faith that I have the power of the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of me than constantly going back to God in my prayer closet going, oh man, how come you haven't fixed this thing in my life yet? How come you haven't worked it out? How come things are still so complicated? How, how come I'm still struggling with fear? And the Lord would say to you tonight, listen, stop worrying about that. Just receive the power of my spirit. Listen, stop living life so overwhelmed by your circumstances and your situation. The Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. You just believe it in faith. The Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. Stop walking out on these streets going, I, I, I'm lost and I, I don't know what's next. And, and stop worrying about where you're going to live and what's going to be your next move. Stop, stop worrying so much about your finances because God is Jehovah Jireh, your provider. And you put your trust in him. Watch what he'll do. He'll do a miracle. Because I know, listen, I know. I know that there's a lot of people here tonight that one of the biggest struggles is, is finances. Can I get an Amen. Just, God, come on. Oh, God, when I wake up in the morning, just, just, just may there be 50 grand in, in, in my bank account. Just, you know, God, like, like miraculously, the way you just rose up and, and just and disappeared in the clouds. So, like, like Pastor David Ham said, like that same kind of power. And so, I, I, and so, 100, 100 grand tomorrow morning. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. See, that kind of prayer represents a dependency on the money and not a dependency on Jesus Christ. You see, when you receive the power of the Holy Spirit, when you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, regardless of your circumstances, regardless of, your, of the status of your bank account, regardless of your home situation, you find rest in the presence of Jesus Christ and in the power of his Holy Spirit. It's really important, which means whether I, whether I am struggling in this one-room space or whether I am in this one-bedroom apartment that's falling apart or whether I'm in with this roommate who constantly is tormenting me with the way that they live, but regardless of where you're at, you, you find refuge in the presence of Jesus Christ, and you live your life each day anticipating a breakthrough because the Holy Spirit comforts you in your heart, and the Holy Spirit gives you peace, the peace that surpasses my understanding because what I want to understand is how you're going to fix it, God, but I've got the peace that surpasses my human understanding that causes me to rest even when matters haven't been worked out. So, stand up with me. This is This is the call to prayer tonight. Jesus, save me. Holy Spirit, come upon me. You see, when the two angels told them, you guys need to go. Stop stargazing. It's time to go. So those guys, they went into an upper room and they gathered together and they began to pray. And while they were praying, 
the Holy Spirit showed up in that room. It's an incredible story. The Holy Spirit shows up. And Scripture describes it like a mighty rushing wind that just blew into the room. Wow. And then the Bible says it was like tongues of fire that began to fall upon each one that was in the room. We're talking men that were imperfect, struggled with fear, had a lot of questions as we just read, struggled with doubts, but by the grace and the mercy of God, all it takes is a heart of faith just to believe Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior and the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And, and the Bible says that they begin to speak in other tongues. They begin to speak with words that they couldn't even describe themselves. It was beyond their human nature. They had a supernatural encounter with the power of the Holy Spirit. It was a radical moment and they began to speak and then they stepped out into the streets and the Bible says that there were a lot of people that were there in the community and the people that were there began to hear their own language spoken from these few men and they were astounded by this incredible gift that was given by the Holy Spirit to use them to talk about the mighty wonders of God. So the Bible says that as they were speaking these other languages, they were expressing and bearing witness of the mighty wonders of God. Why? Because that's what Jesus told them would happen. That day when he rose up, he said, he said, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you and you're going to be a witness of who I am. There was some mockers there. The mockers were like, oh, they must be drunk or just. There's always going to be those few that are afraid of the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. And when they don't understand it, they'll just start rambling and making up stuff. But you tonight, you know that there's power. Supernatural power. I know it. I believe it in faith. From the balcony to the main floor to those watching online, you're going to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. It's going to come upon you. Do you know that Peter stepped out and these guys began to preach the name of Jesus? Like what we sang about? Peter preached his heart out. He told people they need to change. You need to repent. You need to turn from sin and you need to set your eyes towards God and you need to ask for forgiveness and you need to believe. He said you need to be baptized. He also said this, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That day, 3,000 people said yes to Jesus. That day, 3,000 people repented, which means they turned away from sin and they said, I'm going to follow Jesus. That day, 3,000 people experienced the power of the Holy Spirit. Still to this day, the Holy Spirit is falling upon a people that are willing to believe in faith. So now, would you come? I want to invite you to come forward right now. Nah, don't, don't think about the questions. Just say yes right now. Who wants to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Who wants to experience the Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit, come now. As people are making their way down the aisle, Lord God, I'm asking now that they would experience the power of the Holy Spirit. You shall receive the power of the Holy Spirit.
you shall receive tonight. The Holy Spirit's going to fall down right now in the name of Jesus. I believe it in faith. Holy Spirit, would you come upon your people now? Just like the day of Pentecost, would you just would you just move now like a rushing wind? We ask for the peace of your Holy Spirit now to move. The peace of the Holy Spirit now in the name of Jesus. The comfort of the Holy Spirit now in the name of Jesus. The power of the Holy Spirit to heal and to set the captives free in the name of Jesus. God, we come against now every oppressive spirit and I believe now in the name of Jesus that there is deliverance in your hands, there is healing in your hands and I thank you, oh Lord God, for what you're doing here in your house. We trust you to fix everything in your perfect timing. I pray that your love your love would wash over every soul now in the name of Jesus. I want to invite you now to just pray and speak to the Lord in your own words and just simply say, Jesus, come inside. Come inside and set me free. Holy Spirit, come upon me now. I believe. I believe. I believe in the name of Jesus. Make me a new person. Make me a new person. Forgive me of my sins. May this day be the beginning of a new start. Make me whole. Bring healing, God, right now in the name of Jesus. For those who have been wounded, deeply wounded and rejected by a loved one, rejected by a parent, rejected and hurt and wounded by somebody. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you bring healing right now. We surrender to you, oh God. We say yes to you, Jesus. There's power in your name. Holy Spirit, come upon us. Fill our hearts. Holy Spirit, come now. Now, Holy Spirit. Come inside. Come inside, Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.